Hi friend, let's be honest. If you're anything like me, your life probably feels busy, crazy, and full. But even in the midst of the day-to-day, and no matter what life stage you're currently in, maybe you find yourself constantly longing for something deeper, something real. Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. In truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in a relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed to years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ, and it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if, you're not sure what path you're on. So for those who are skeptical, curious, or just need some encouragement, well, this podcast is for you. Come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. Thank you for listening in. My name is Janelle Wood, and I'm your host. I'm super excited that you're here today. We are in the final episodes of a series where we've been talking about ish, identity, and impetus, and how those concepts relate to finding something real. If you want to know more about this series or what those concepts actually mean, please check out earlier episodes, or you can visit my website at www.janellewood.com and sign up to receive the free study guide that goes along with this series. In last week's episode, episode number 13, I shared about the Joyful Giving Project, and that's also over there on my website, along with a giveaway because, friends, who doesn't like free stuff? (laughs) And I'm trying to give away things that I love. So this week, I'm excited to be giving away a copy of the Fresh Start Bible. It's a New Living Translation, and this Bible is really special. It's all about starting anew, and it features important questions about the foundations of faith, information about biblical events, and practical teachings and studies for those wanting to follow along or even lead a small group. It's really special for someone new to faith or just having questions about it, and it's great for leaders as well. So it's pretty spectacular, and I just wanted to point that out before we get going today. That Bible giveaway goes through this Saturday, December 7th, and all you have to do, it's super easy, is comment on the blog post, and I'll pick one random winner this Sunday. If you win, you will most likely get it in time for Christmas, and Bibles make great gifts, right? So next week, I'll be giving away something else I love, and trust me, you don't want to miss that one either. I already know what it is. So, okay, today I am talking with a friend who has a reputation. A reputation of hilarity, honesty, and love. This person is a delight to me in my life. She is a pastor's wife, a mom to three, a worship leader, and she also has a ministry with women I can't wait for her to tell you more about. She is a giver of joy, and I'm so excited to welcome her today, my friend, Kristen DeGrossier. Kristen, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) I mispronounced your last name, didn't I? (laughs) It was that was super refined and awesome, way more awesome than I say it. How how do you say it? People always ask. I know I say it wrong. I always say degrosselier. Chris says degrosselier. I don't like how he says it, so I say my own way. And the cool way to say it is the correct way, degrosier. But that's way too refined for people like me and Chris. So we just (laughs) go with whatever people say. It's French, though. Am yes, I right? Yes, it is. It so is it's French. de Grossier. Yes. Okay. All right. I'll just go with how I said it. 
I love you, you know. Um, so ironically, Kristen, you and I met a couple years ago because the person I interviewed, of the person I interviewed last week, which was Pastor Bob. Yes. He set us up. Yes, he did. I'm forever <laughs> grateful for that setup. One of the bettest, be- bettest, best kind of blind <laughs> date situations of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going over to your house for the very first time and within two minutes, I'm like, oh my gosh. I've known her my entire life, this girl. Yep. She's awesome. So, yep. It was it love was at meant first to sight. Be, or kindred spirits. Yeah. Yes. I think so. We need to watch Anna Green Cables together we do. sometime. We absolutely uh, do. <laughs> so, anyway, I wanted to talk with you today about the concept of impetus. Impetus meaning the force that moves the body. I see you, and I know that you're a busy mom. You have a daughter with some health concerns and challenges. You have a three-year-old with his own set of demands. He is three right now, right? Yes. yes. Is he three? Okay. (laughs) And that comes with the little kid territory. You also have another son. Um, Your husband is a busy pastor in a small town, and yet you are constantly looking for ways to love people around you, even outside of your home and church. So Kristen, what is that all about? I would say that's all about just... I mean, definitely living out the Great Commission, but in the way that I see God has designed me to be and just um, using the personality he's given me, say, here, God, this is what I have, um, use it. And so I just, so I just do that. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen, when did that start for you? When did, when did it start? Like, were you always like that? Were you always a strong believer? What's your story? Yeah, I've been a strong believer my whole life. I came to Jesus at an early age, at like five years old. All I remember is sitting, coloring at the dining room table at home and singing Jesus Loves Me. And then the meaning of that, of those words, of all those stories of Jesus and hearing about him, like came crashing down on me in that moment. And I started crying and I went to my mom and asked if she would pray with me to accept Jesus in my heart and my life as my savior. And ever since then, I mean, <laughs> five years of age, that that's what I've been doing. Not that I've done it perfectly. Not that I haven't had times where I've kind of, you know, fallen away or slow fade, but the Lord is so faithful and he's always brought me back. Um, Hmm. I've had a wonderful family who's just prayed for me and encouraged me along the way. Incredible, um, an incredible home church that I grew up at with people in my life from childhood through my teenage years and, and beyond just the different churches that we've served at some very real people who've come alongside me and loved me even in some really difficult times. And that those people, those situations, my experiences have absolutely shaped me to make me who I am today. Awesome. So one thing I'd love for someone listening to know about you, Kristen, is how thoughtful you are. If we're in a room with a dozen prayer requests or even 20, you are the person who seems to remember them all. (laughs) And you follow up throughout the week to check in with others. I mean, you do. Legitimately, that is who you are. Um, 
And I know it's not always perfect. I know uh, we're all flawed, but it's something I really admire about you. So were you always that thoughtful? Was that always a gift that you had or or was that a special thing that God gave you later in life? Well, thank you. I, I don't know. I've always had a real tender, compassionate heart for people around me in need, um, people that I've seen struggling. I mean, I remember certain situations, I mean, from childhood and like in elementary school and, you know, coordinating surprise parties or surprise, you know, food boxes to bless people in need. Um, I've just been kind of doing that, I guess, for as long as I can remember. But I also come from a very generous family as well who has modeled that well for me. It just feels like I'm living into who the Lord has made me to be when I do those things. It's those things that bring me some of the greatest joy of my life. Hmm. For someone who's listening who isn't familiar with the Great Commission, could you explain what that is or what compels you to to be generous? Yeah, um, the Great Commission is just simply... You know, we're, we're commanded as followers of Christ to go into all the world, all corners of the earth, and tell people about Jesus and what He's done for us, um, not with um, judgment and Bible thumping, but with real love and um, a genuine care uh, for people where they're at. That, when I think about that, is exactly who I am and who my family is trying to be everywhere we go. But even more so, it's become clear and what that looks like in the last few years since we moved here to Chelan. Hmm. So that's a good segue. Um, would you tell listeners about the Hot Mesh Joy Club? Yes. Oh my goodness, a Hot Mesh Joy Club. <laughs> Where to even begin? Well, I guess I'll start from the beginning of kind of how it got started. Uh, When we moved to Chelan in March of 2016, I was going through a really, really difficult time. I just had our, you know, kind of surprise third baby uh, six weeks prior. My daughter had been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes five months prior, and that just totally flipped our world upside down. We left our first home that we had purchased, um, you know, our kids at school that they were getting involved in, you know, their first school, just kind of a lot of firsts and special, special places and people, um, and as well as a location close to our families. And we moved, you know, onto this great new adventure, feeling, knowing that the Lord was calling us and had called us indeed, but nevertheless, it was leaving and starting anew. And I am definitely a person that has a really hard time with transitions, and I do not always do them well. And um, so I remember just being really depressed, and I think I probably had some postpartum looking back, um, but just lots of overwhelm, <laughs> lots of overwhelm, and then add in, you know, struggles with ADHD and just lack of sleep and um, new positions where we're feeling like kind of in a fishbowl <laughs> being watched. And, you know, that kind of set up a perfect storm for a snowball for Kristen. And so <laughs> I um, I remember um, 
just kind of seeking out some different groups to be involved in, whether it be Bible studies with a friend I had met that went to a different church um, or going to like a Saturday evening church service elsewhere to find, you know, some community, but at the same time where it could be a little bit anonymous, um, but still get support and stuff. Anyways, so I remember in those times of struggles and those like actually it was probably about a year or so. And my husband, Chris, really encouraged me, him knowing me so well, knowing how much I desperately need connection um, to do well, <laughs> to survive. Not I mean, not just survive, but thrive in life, uh, needing connection. He encouraged me. He said, why don't you start your own group? And I mean, it was like light bulb. I'm like, why didn't I think about that? And so I did. And it was, I don't remember from how long he'd said that to when I actually did that. But I then got a group um, started at my house on Tuesday mornings with women, you know, from my church, anybody that I, you know, had met or people kind of in our the same walk of life situation. And then, you know, when you moved to town and some other new women had moved to town and we we're beginning friendships. And so that's kind of where it began. And I got that shirt, Jesus Loves This Hot Mess. <laughs> and I would always kind of joke about that, feeling like I am like the hot mess of all hot messes. And and then I remember you encouraging me to not see myself just as that hot mess, but how God and following Him and His calling in your life still brings joy. And so we were all talking, like the five or so of us in the group that day. And I I just, I guess, Hot Mess Joy Club just kind of came from that. And then it kind of stuck. Is that what you remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was great. And it was, you know, really small and intimate. I think we got to, you know, know each other and do some life together. And then the next year, I feel like things really started taking off the next year. I had another friend who just was one who really inspired me, came alongside me. I'd had a really hard summer and was really struggling to get the ball rolling with anything in my life, let alone being in charge of a group that I didn't know what I was doing. And she just was one of those constant people who was pushing me, you know, lovingly towards you can do this. God has called you to this. You need, you know, he's going to equip you to do this. And she encouraged me to like, well, why don't we move the location, move it into town? We had um, the house that we used to live in, the church parsonage, the, which we converted into a, a meeting space, which we call the next door. And it was set up like a house. And so we're like, of course, that'd be perfect. And so we started meeting in town. And then uh, we just kind of got the word out more and more women started coming. And I think at our highest that second year, we got up to about 17 women. And then this year, being our third year, is just kind of starting to explode. I was encouraged to start a Facebook page for it um, to just reach kind of local women. And even though they don't you know, nearly all come, um, people have you know, intentionally join the group. And there are 75 members mm -hmm. in the Facebook group community. And um, all the women that have come every week from visitors who've only come once to new people coming every week, we have close to 30 now. And so it's just, it's, it's amazing. And to see what the Lord has done, I still feel like 
I kind of don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just trying to be faithful (laughs) with what God has called me to, to be transparent with my life and my struggles and my joys and just do it together. And I feel like that perhaps is resonating with a lot of people. Praise God. (laughs) Praise God for what he is doing and what he wants to do in this group as uh, another friend affectionately calls uh, messy women, the messy women club. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say the purpose of the Hot Mess Joy Club is? What is the mission? Hot Mess Joy Club is all about being real with each other, being transparent, regardless of how old you are, regardless of what stage you're in, regardless of your backgrounds, even beliefs. Of course, we you know, are a group that is made up um, of women only. It is <laughs> open to anyone, uh, any woman, um, wherever she finds herself with belief, with questions. Um, it's a place to come and find your place of belonging, uh, to be real, with what you're going through to share life together, to encourage each other, inspire each other, to pray for each other. That's just what we do on a weekly basis. And sometimes we have childcare. <laughs> sometimes the kids are running around in the middle of the group. Um, but it's awesome. It's kind of a big, beautiful, glorious mess. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So if someone's local to Chelan or this area, it meets at nine o'clock on Tuesdays. We're doing nine to nine fifteen for caffeine and casual conversation. And from nine fifteen till eleven ish, we're um having the actual like conversation group time. Awesome. Yeah. And if someone wants to find you, they can find you on Facebook. So. Yes. Yes. Cool. So Kristen, something I hear about you all the time is how real and authentic you are. And it's also something I love about you, the way you're able to laugh at yourself and invite others to laugh along with you. Um, even <laughs> as she snorts, even when ministry doesn't quite go as planned. Oh, and I know right. you've got some great stories including literally choking on Facebook Lives over coffee or having church credit cards get hacked by adult site scammers. Um, what <laughs> True story. Um, what keeps you laughing and still loving when other people might be a little more prone to wallow and check out? Because I know I love you, and I know it's not always easy. I know there's some days where you maybe don't want to get up. Um, but what helps you when you feel like you're a bit detoured, when you feel like you're in that hot mess stage to remember the joy? Oh my goodness. I think so much of the time we take life far too seriously. And I just, again, back from childhood to now, my life has been (laughs) comprised of one embarrassing moment (laughs) and blooper to another. I... I, I have I, I can't even count the stories of times that I have really done something like totally accidental, but it was so ridiculous and so embarrassing. But it also <laughs> brought a lot of joy and laughter. Since you mentioned it, um, would you mind telling the <laughs> listeners? <laughs> because you know, people are gonna wonder. These are great stories. You don't have to say any of the ones that I mentioned. But I was just thinking um, about the intruder that you called the police on last week. Would you, <laughs> would you share that with people? Just so people have a sense 
of who you are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, before I say that, am yeah. I allowed to say the word crap? Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Yes. Crap. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I was, uh, I work at a cute little coffee shop here in Chelan just one day a week. And I was closing up. I was running a bit behind. Um, but you know, I was getting on my way to go home, but I really needed to use the bathroom before I left. And my husband had just called me to see when I was coming home. He just picked up our daughter from a birthday party and my thought he and the kids were heading home. What does your husband do again? He's, he's a pastor and a full-time mischief maker pretty much too. <laughs> I, I told him that I was using the bathroom and I was going to come home after that. And so um, I was doing my business in the bathroom. I had turned off all the lights in the coffee shop. And mind you, you know, now in winter, it's like pitch black at about five o'clock. And I believe it was like 520. And so I turned off all the lights except in the kitchen and the bathroom where I was at. And the back room next to the bathroom is, you know, pitch black. There's a deck in the back with a clear, you know, full length glass door that you can see out located right next to the bathroom. And um, I'm kind of a (laughs) scaredy cat, um, wild imagination (laughs) person. And anyways, I, I, of course, you know, lock myself in the bathroom in case like anybody you know, like the manager or something was to come in. It was really dark back there. And so I was doing my business and all of a sudden a, what looked like a man's arm just went boom on the bathroom window. And I thought that they were maybe trying to like pry open the window. And yes, at least I was on the toilet because it scared the crap out of me. And so I proceeded to try to be responsible and mature and calm and collected. And I did actually have my phone in the bathroom. That's disgusting. Sorry, but I did have it in there with me. And I called um, 911 because I was afraid that there was an intruder coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, to try and break into Cave. And so they stayed on the phone with me and I, you know, gave them the address and all that. They'd also asked me along the line if they'd found the if they found the person, would I like to trespass them so that, you know, if they found them, I could trespass them for like a couple days, a couple weeks, or permanently. And I'm like, well, let's go permanently. <laughs> I'm like, this person is just, you know, this is not okay. And meanwhile, <laughs> on my phone, I noticed that I was missing some phone calls and some texts, but I was just kind of too rattled up to like look at them. I was trying to focus on, you know, staying on the phone with 911 and being calm as well as as plan kind of a safety plan in case bullets came flying through the wall or the window. Would I, you know, hide under the porcelain sink? Would I wedge myself somehow miraculously between the toilet and like the 6-inch space between the toilet and the wall? I don't know. But I was trying to plan a safety area, you know, for myself. And so um, they were gracious to stay on the phone with me. And she, the lady said, okay, you know, the officer is here. And like, okay. And then I, I saw a tap on the window and a flashlight. And so I was like so relieved. So I cautiously unlocked the bathroom and slid the door open and tiptoed out and opened that glass door in the back and 
And I said, oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming to the officer. And he said, well, I think we found the perpetrator. And I said, really? And he pointed the flashlight down to the left to the parking lot. And I slowly turned my head. And who should I see there with a sheepish grin waving at me? My darling husband and my children. And I was relieved, but so mad. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me here? I could not believe it. And then in all the hubbub of that, I locked myself out of the coffee bar. I did not have a key. I had to call my manager and then I was able to get back in and all was well. But um, I debated on keeping that trespassing, you know, the permanent trespassing thing in order or calling. And I did actually call and cancel it, but I like the idea of being able to hold that against okay. him if the need should arise. So if you're looking for a pastor in Chelan... <laughs> He may be a criminal, but he's over at the Nazarene Church. Yes, he is. All the stories. He shared about the story from the pulpit on Sunday, by the way. Awesome. It was awesome. It was glorious. It was a good uh, teaching moment. So you were saying yes, that your life is one blooper after the other. Oh my gosh, yes. And not to take yourself too seriously. But how do you how do you do that when life gets hard? How do you how do you remember that uh, that there's joy to be found in the and the frustrations and the crazy things. You count your blessings. I remember when I was going through one of my hard seasons and I sought out counseling. By the way, friends, there is no shame in counseling. <laughs> that is amazing stuff there. And I started seeking it out regularly when I turned 30 you know, when you're supposed to be 30, flirty, and thriving. <laughs> and I was not. And um, I was struggling, and I did not want to pass on the same struggles to my children um, that I was having. I wanted to be healthy. And so anyways, back to then, my incredible counselor who I just, oh my goodness, respected and loved, just adored so much. She was just also so real and transparent and encouraging and loving and just pointing me to the Lord. And anyway, she encouraged me to start a thankfulness journal and just keep track of what I was thankful for. And so that has absolutely been a tool to help me in some of my darkest times because there are always blessings to be found when you're going to look for them, mm. when you choose to look for them. Mm. That's good. So my follow-up question to that was going to be what encouragement or advice you could give to someone who maybe wants a deeper relationship with God, but just doesn't know where to start. Do you think that just based on your last answer, gratitude might be a really good place? Absolutely. Gratitude is so much a key that unlocks a door <laughs> towards <laughs> discovering a joyful life. Uh, discovering the God behind life, <laughs> the author of life, um, the giver of joy. You now it says in you know God's word that if you seek Him, you will find Him. And a lot of times, the way to seek God is through thanking Him and praising Him, even when it's really hard and difficult, because He always shows up. 
That's cool that you said that. I actually have a sign in my laundry area where I'm most prone to not be grateful. Um, And it it says something (laughs) because, you know, it comes every day and it gets a little old. And um, the sign says something uh, similar to that. It says like gratitude is the key that unlocks the door of genuine joy. And uh, oh, it's I true. thought I was being really cool and just kind of made that up on the fly. It was actually I, well, a thing. you know what's cool actually because we are kindred spirits. I thought I made that up too. So, um, <laughs> and I don't know if I've ever seen that at you your house. What? So, no, that is pretty cool. <laughs> you might have it might have had like some subliminal messaging thing effect on you Perhaps. though because I did have it like in the general area for a while, but then I moved it because I realized I was I was content in the pretty room, but not in the laundry area. So uh, there's <laughs> right, a story behind right. that. Anyway, yes. moving along. Uh, <laughs> last question for you, Kristen. The Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards redemption, eternity, authenticity, and love. Of those four gifts that we can find in Jesus Christ, I'm sure there's more, but those are, you know, they spell real. Which of those stand out to you the most in your life right now and why? Oh my gosh. I just realized that the real stood for those words because he said that. (laughs) Good one. It's all connected. Um, Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I think I came up with that too, but I won't look. See, I have this rule. I won't look to see. I'm if really I proud stole of you. Like that's really awesome. Wow. Okay. I know. Well, I keep going back and forth between <laughs> redemption and restoration, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, very similar. Gosh. Well, I would. It's a toss-up. If it's re- restoration, I feel like the Lord has really, really restored me. I mean, there were some times when it was pretty bleak, and I was not not doing so well. I was really just wallowing in my struggle. And I feel like God met me where I was when I opened up to him, was real and honest about where I was. And he met me where I was at. And he kind of bound my wounds up, stood me back up on my feet and helped me to get going, (laughs) get going in this life. And authentic He's a real deal. There's no other religion that offers the kind of life that you can have following Jesus. There are not enough stories or words to describe how real he is and how much he has showed up in my life. I just, I do not know who I would be, where in the world I would be without Jesus. I love that. And it's such a a good reminder too, like for the person who's listening who might wake up in the morning and maybe there's some good days and some days where you just feel like you're wallowing. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. like it's a constant, um, his mercies are new every morning, right? Yes. And every day we have that opportunity that he meets us where we're at and he always shows up, you know? Yes. He always shows up. I was at this thing in Texas a couple months ago. And there was an opportunity to get up early in the morning and go work out with close to Christian celebrity status people, you know? And so I'm like, oh, I got to get up early. I got to get up early to go to work out because maybe I'll get to spend time with like important people working (laughs) out. So I decided to set my alarm, you know, and go. And uh, as I laid there in the morning thinking how tired I was, I thought, am I this excited to spend time with the Lord? Like he offers like real authenticity real relationship, real love, real restoration. Not like, oh, hey, I see you for a brief second. Let me give you, 
my autograph. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, it's so much more and it's no wonder that the enemy hates it yeah. and tries to destroy us with discouragement and feeling like we're all alone. So I love yeah. Kristen. If I can just speak highly of you for a second, I love what you're doing. I love how you are drawing community exactly around the things that you are gifted in, which is being real and hilarious and messy, but in the best way possible. You are the real deal. You are living it out loud. And I just want to encourage you to just keep on going. It's making the difference in the lives of those around you. And I pray that it makes a difference in the lives of those who hear this and are wondering what kind of difference can I make? You can make a huge difference. So go out and uh, be moved by that impetus of love. Until next time, friends. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. If you love this series, hit subscribe and come back next week when we talk with another guest about their story towards finding something real. Per usual, you can also follow along on Instagram at Janelle underscore M underscore Wood or using the hashtag Finding Something Real. Every Thursday around 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I try to jump on there and host an Instagram Live where we recap the week's episode, talk with friends, and answer any questions that might come up. So feel free to join me on there. And of course, you can also sign up for the free study guide that goes along with this current series by heading over to my website at www.janellewood.com. Remember, friends, you are loved and have a purpose. Until next time.